Tired of reading news stories with catchy headlines but no substance? Check out The Information. The Information is a publication that breaks the most important news and trends about technology. They've published hundreds of stories on Uber, Snap, Facebook, and more. For access to high-quality journalism, try The Information. Go to theinformation.com slash rebound to sign up for The Information's free weekly newsletter and get five free days of their afternoon tech briefing. That's theinformation.com slash rebound. Also, Dan Moore's going to be very excited about this one. If you need t-shirts, Clockwise would love to make them for you. Clockwise, not the podcast of a similar name hosted by Dan Morin, but the company, Clockwise, prints and ships t-shirts all over the world for quality-driven clients. Their water-based ink and tri-blend fabric make for a shirt you will love for years to come. Clockwise offers free shipping, no minimums, and professional mock-ups prior to production. They sent us all some shirts, and man, they are soft and nice, and they say Clockwise on them, so I know Dan loves them. For more information on how to produce your own apparel with Clockwise, visit them online at clockwise.io or follow them on Instagram at, at clockwise. That's clockwise.io to learn more. There was a hat in my box too, and I actually wore yeah. it to my frisbee game yesterday, and it was it was pretty comfy. The you know, shirts it's funny. are really nice. I love the shirts. I like the hat too. I cannot wear baseball caps. I will at some point if, if enough that. listeners you cannot tweet wear at baseball us. Hats. I cannot wear baseball caps. It just it looks ridiculous on my head. I can't explain it, but it's true. <laughs> huh? How about that? It's a weird. It's a weird condition. Likes hats. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Can we really do quick uh, FU2? Um, because, uh, FU2. This is the, this is the ever the ever unfolding story of me trying to manage my son's phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I said last week that you have to have a um, an Apple like identified company to to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, to to do setup like that. Or to I saw do, somebody um, tweeted at you. Yeah, uh, I'm forgetting the word right now. Um, but uh, you apparently don't, and I'm doing it wrong. So I haven't figured out exactly what I'm doing wrong yet. But several people have told me, several people who know better than I do have told me that I'm doing it wrong. You apparently so don't, and I'm doing it wrong is the name of Moltz's podcast. <laughs> and also my, my autobiography. Is that the one about Arrowcast? Just checking. Uh, well, that's good news, maybe. So I hope so. We'll see. It's not good news for Hank, but it's good news for the rest of us. So uh, I just want to reassure both of you that rumors of my acquisition are also completely false. I don't know if you <laughs> saw the news this morning. There's a report in the Boy Genius Report that Apple was thinking about acquiring Agile Bits, maker of 1Password. Uh-huh. Uh, it was uh-huh. a little thin. Uh, yeah. one, the one password account has since tweeted that the rumors of the acquisition are completely false and they plan on re- remaining independent. Then again, if you're in secret acquisition talks with Apple, what else are you going to say? Really? So I think that you just wouldn't comment at all. There's no way that Apple acquires one password in my mind. <laughs> just putting that out there. Can't I see thought it, it <laughs> unlikely. The, the, the background of this report seems to be there was a, like, there's also a report that they're, they're deploying one password to all of their employees. Which, again, I have no idea how true that is, but it, it seems like, you that know... It seems odd, doesn't it? It seems odd when you have a feature that competes with it. Yeah. Like, and it's not to say that feature is great, but Apple has made improvements. It's, you know, it's all right. It's It's, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. have the depth of features that 1Password does, but that's fine. Like, you know, it provides yeah. a basic functionality to everybody who uses a an Apple product. And if you need more than that, you can go find a third-party product, which Screw is kind of how the system oh, should work. No. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I don't know. 
I use both keychain and one password. I don't know about you guys. Why were we confused that Agile Bits might be you that was getting acquired? <laughs> I mean, we're very similar. Dan, Dan was doing standard I, um, I, April 1st <laughs> uh, news report. I also okay. have all of Style Lex's passwords, guide. so I get confused sometimes between me and one password. <laughs> it just makes everything easier that way. Okay. Lex, do you need to log into your bank account right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's right. I love Dan Moore and one, two, three is my password. That's right. We talked about it. We decided that you should have the passwords. So <laughs> I am the safest person here. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm not going to fall off some cruise boat or get pushed downstairs by my kid when like I lock down their iPhone. I'm just saying I'm a good bet here. <laughs> you joke, but my, uh, my parents are on a cruise ship and I got an iMessage from my mom, not five minutes before we started recording that said, we are fine. They're looking for someone who fell overboard. So stick that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> I wow. shouldn't be laughing at that. That seems bad. Um, no, that does seem I bad. like that they led with that. Like you might have heard about this. We're fine, right? Yeah. Yes, that's that's the standard Friedman texting way. I just okay. mispronounced uh-huh. my own name, uh, but that's how Friedman's <laughs> text. You say that you're fine first, and then you get into the problem. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. <laughs> Nuclear Armageddon. I'm fine. Are you? Should we sing Happy Birthday to the App Store? You guys want to sing? No. A little, no. Okay. No, we should not. All right. I do oh, not sing that's okay. Happy Birthday too. It's not really an inanimate object, but you know, you know what I mean. That's fine. That's fine. Don't I mean, don't blame me when all your app updates get cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Who says they aren't already? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a well, you know. It's interesting to look back, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I was watching a couple older movies recently that were from the era, like, right before the iPhone came out. And it Mm -hmm. was fascinating to, like, look at... I think one of them was a Mission Impossible movie from, like, 2006. So it was, like, literally the year before the iPhone came out. And it was funny how much, like, all the high-tech, like, phone stuff that they had was... You know, you looked at it and you're like, oh, that was... That was obsolete, like, by... Almost by the time this movie came out. (laughs) Your advanced technology only used by super spies beaten by a common household gadget that we all have now <laughs> you should watch the first mission impossible movie <laughs> oh i did I, re- I rewatched all of them recently with my girlfriend because she wanted to go through them it is it is rather amazing when you consider uh yeah the technological leaps made in that um we franchise. all just we all just regularly have latex masks now that we all wear i mean mm-hmm. right exactly i'm wearing one that looks like lex right now but it's over one that looks like john <laughs> i'm wearing one that looks like lex and i'm also wearing a hat <laughs> Yeah, you look ridiculous. I know, don't so I? So it looks like a weird me. <laughs> that's going to be, that's the next um, face ID thing. Weird me. Weird me. Mm-hmm. Lex in a hat? It's crazy. <laughs> no, that's nuts. <laughs> I can wear hats. I just can't wear baseball hats. Let the record show. I've seen you They're in other so, hats, man. I'm not 100% did you ever, convinced. Did you ever buy like a, a an app on an older phone? Or any you know, like a game or something, like try to buy it on an older phone. You said, yeah, like uh, you know, like on a, a razor or something. Oh no! Oh, Could you do that? Free iPhone? No. Yeah, yeah. I think I bought one thing. I think I bought, or maybe and maybe a ringtone or something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it 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 only went through. I mean, I had I was on AT and T at the time, and it only went through them, and they already had your credit card. I think it just like you just. Put did your bill and they just added it to your yeah. bill i never tried that my friend had one of the pocket pcs um that was like the handheld 
that ran like Wince. Windows Windows C. Yeah. 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 And at the time, you know, early 2000s, that was super cool. Uh, I mean, it was not obviously <laughs> going to be the how things ended up going, but it was a, it was a cool device because I just had like a little, you know, I had one of those little Motorola uh, V60s, little silver ones. Like that was, uh-huh. I had a couple of those before I made the jump to the iPhone. And then I had a really shitty plastic Motorola one later. <laughs> my my brother was just here over the weekend and he finally had to get rid of his um, Blackberry. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he was so mad. Yeah. So you had a, he had an iPhone SE and I was like, oh, is that new? He's like, yes, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it doesn't have a keyboard. There's, it's been, it's all because of the buttons. <laughs> Yeah, I saw someone with a smartphone in the coffee shop the other day that had a hardware keyboard on it, and I could not figure out if it was a new phone or it didn't look like an old, like an old shitty, like yeah. BlackBerry. It looked like a fairly new phone. So I was Googling to see how many companies still sell like new or current smartphones with keyboards on them. And there aren't many. There are a couple, but like, I, and I still, I have no idea what device it was. I would think it's mostly BlackBerry, but, but there's probably, there's probably a few Android. There's got to be one or two Android makers because yeah. you might as well. Yeah. Right. But not not name brand manufacturers, I don't think, other than BlackBerry. Yeah, I don't think so. I was looking to see if there was a Samsung one with a keyboard because I figured they make so I many phones. Why not? So. But no, <laughs> there's yeah. got to be one. Um, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm in the market for a different kind of device. I want to get for my kid, my oldest. Um, and there are a million Android things that do this, but I want to get a, a effectively a smartwatch that can make and receive phone calls but wouldn't really be for that purpose so it's like you know there's a million of these for kids um you stick a sim card in them and like they can make a call just to the numbers on there it's not like a phone or even one of those like phones that can only dial a couple of numbers because you wear it so because it also tracks your steps whatever so it's harder to lose there's a lot of different companies that make them and they range in price from like 30 bucks to 250 bucks and i just have no idea which ones are good so Mm. that's it's a very specific they bolt bolt straight through the wrist so that they can't reference acknowledged john it's a, it's a very popular product line. It's a uh, it's a it's a GPS watch for kids with cellular technology. <laughs> Are you reading the ad copy right now? Has Lex been replaced no, by a sick. robot? <laughs> I'm sick. I'm struggling. Oh, no. um, but it's uh, I don't know. So if if hmm. the, you want Dan to write a review is what you're saying. Yeah, Dan, if you could review like the GPS Kid Tracker Smart Wrist Watch and the LG Gizmo Pal, I would appreciate it because I don't know which one to get. Uh, do you want me to just flip a coin? I can do that right now. There's Gizmo Pal and Gizmo Gadget. I don't know what the difference is. They look exactly the same to me. So thank you. Just get him a get him a new Apple Watch. It's or I can fine. you can have my old one. <laughs> Seems like the, a very pricey way to do it. They can walkie-talkie you. They can do the GPS. They can do the step tracking. It really takes everything into account. I hear they like the ones in ceramic. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. I think we've solved this problem. I do have some With other the... follow-up. Yes. Oh, please. On, uh, you know, as you guys know, I'm a, I'm a MoviePass customer and a happy one at that. This past Friday, they had an outage. <laughs> and Friday is the day you go to the movies. And so I didn't know they had an outage until I got to the movie theater. Because you can only check in to a movie when you are near a movie theater by, you know, geographic coordinates. And the app just wouldn't load anything. And it wouldn't load, wouldn't load. And so I go into the help. And when I go to the chat, it's like, what's your problem? And I'm like, it doesn't work. And the chat's like, if you're writing to say that it doesn't work right now, that's because we have an outage. Just buy your movie ticket on your own and we'll reimburse you. Send us a screenshot in the app chat tomorrow morning. So I bought my tickets to see Tag, which was a phenomenally funny movie, and saw it. And the next morning I had an alarm on my phone for 10 o'clock in the morning when they were open and I sent the chat. 
And it looks like, you know, a, a bespoke kind of iMessage situation. And you can send a photo. So I sent a photo of my thing, my my receipt for my ticket. And then a couple hours later, I was like, hey, guys, you out there? And then a couple hours later, I was like, hello. And then a couple hours later, I sent a crying emoji. And then the next day, I sent three crying emojis. And then the next day, I said, you guys do have to reply at some point. But their chat <laughs> message did say, you can either send it via chat or you can email to this address. So I'm like, okay, I'll email to this address since nothing's happening in chat. When I emailed the address, I got an auto reply that said, if you're going here for reimbursement, you can't do that. You have to go to this link on the web for reimbursement instead. And I was like, I'm on to your game here, MoviePass, but I will emerge victorious and get my refund. <laughs> um, We're going to try and make it as hard as possible for you. I filled out the website and submitted my receipt there. Then I went to the uh, MoviePass customer service Twitter account. And I was like, guys, I'm trying all the things and nobody's responding. And then random people on Twitter replying to me saying, they're not responding to anyone. It's all a scam. They're never going to refund you. And I'm like, if their big scam was, we're going to make this service, honor it, and then one day have an outage and not reimburse people, that's a long plan for a scam. I mean, that they're not getting and, any additional money out of that. <laughs> right. That'd be true. The, but they're not spending money, at least. But the people um, on the Twitter account replied fairly quickly. They're like, you should use the chat in the app. So <laughs> I sent them a screenshot of my unanswered chats and they were like, oh, for your protection. And like the next day, which was today, they DM'd me to say, can you DM us for your protection so your receipt isn't seen widely? Like less people know that I saw the movie Tag on Friday. That's really for their protection so that other people don't use my receipt. But I get it. And I, hours after tweeting at them, got a response in the chat function in the app and I have gotten my reimbursement. But I want to say, other than that brief hiccup, it was a killer movie pass weekend for me and very bad for movie pass because I saw three movies in three days on movie passes <laughs> dime and chew on that movie pass. I love it that Lex is just trying to put run them out of business. <laughs> I mean, they're doing a pretty good job of that on their own. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it's they don't the need your they help, Lex. Yeah, they, they established the rules and Lex is just playing the game, but that's almost as bad as when we, uh, when we got back from our flight was delayed coming back from Iceland in February and we still haven't gotten reimbursed by the airline, even though they said they would. <sighs> So, yeah. Mm. Oh, well. They're, uh, they're very um, sophisticated setup. Are where you, you still filled in out Iceland? A, yeah, I am, actually. It's very cold. <laughs> uh, the very sophisticated setup of, uh, here's a Google form <laughs> to fill out. Oh, my God. Uh, I bugged them on a couple different social media <laughs> things, but they are kind of awful. So, yeah. You know, uh, tonight, <laughs> I'm going to a party hosted by my good friend, Alan Alda. Um, the question I want to ask Alan <laughs> is how do you pronounce your last name? Is it Alda or Alda? And I'm going to find out, but do you guys want to know what I'm wearing to that party? I know you do. <laughs> I hate everything about this. <laughs> I want to look my best and every man looks better in a made to measure suit. And I happen to own two, one of which I'm wearing right now from my dear, dear friends at Indochino, the largest custom apparel company. They make suits and shirts made to your exact measurements for a great fit. Men love the wide selection of high-quality fabrics and the option to personalize all the details, including the lapel, the jacket lining, the monogram, and much more. Here's how it works. You pick your fabric, you choose your customizations, you submit your measurements, you place your order and wait for it to arrive in three weeks or less. You can do it all online at Indochino.com or you can visit any of their showrooms across North America, one of the top Americas. This week, Rebound listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just $379 at Indochino.com. All you have to do is enter the code REBOUND to checkout. That's more than 50% off the regular price for a premium made-to-measure suit in the shipping it's free again that's indochino.com promo code rebound to get any premium suit for just 379 dollars plus free shipping this is an incredible deal for a perfectly tailored suit indochino keeps advertising on the rebound you know why because you folks keep buying suits so don't stop indochino.com promo code rebound until you're literally buried in suits 
as long as we're talking about custom made things i have a question for you guys have you made ever made a photo book (laughs) using apple's tools many Oh, mm. Apple's tools. I used to do them with Apple's tools, and now I do like whoever's no. got an online discount. Mm. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so I, the reason I ask you this is because I've spent the last... I do it with MoviePass. <laughs> <laughs> I spent the last week working on one of these, and uh, app, I decided I would use the Photos you know, the Photos app and use the tools in there. And the tools in there are so old that I don't think they've been changed since iPhoto. And... You know, from all indications, Apple makes very good-looking photo books, like really high quality and etc. But right. the tools, yeah, I've seen, are I've seen one, but shit. Mm. Um, there's just, I mean, they're broken. They're literally buggy. Like, uh, so you, you know, you get a little like strip of photos. You know, you've like here are the photos I want to put in the book, and you're supposed to be able to drag and drop them to where you want them in the book. Drag and drop just stops working sometimes. Like you just can't drag the photos anymore until you quit the app and relaunch the app. <laughs> I had this happen Ugh. a number of times, like. Sometimes it would just be like within five minutes of opening the app. It's like, mm, no. Uh, rearranging stuff within there is very twitchy. Like dragging a photo from one page to another is really hard. Like it's actually easier to remove the photo and then drag it again from the source. You can't adjust the size of like your little thumbnail strips of images. Like it's just, it's just clumsy. It's very clumsy and I really expect better. And it makes me wonder how many people actually use this feature and whether Apple's well, just yeah. totally given up on it. But it's still there. Right. It- it's still there it in Mojave, great in too. iPhoto, but I agree with you that you're using it in photos now, yes? Yeah. It's yeah. the same, it, when it's the same tools. Fo- yeah. But, but it, I, never had it, I never felt like it was buggy in iPhoto. Like, I felt like I could do all the things I wanted in iPhoto, and I agree with you that I, I abandoned it in photos. That's what I'm saying. I think they, they just moved it wholesale into photos, and because photos is a weird beast in some ways, like, part of right. the problem, and I was trying to do this recently, too, with um, iMovie. I was trying to build a little iMovie video. And trying to interface with your photo library, like it works kind of differently on the iOS app versus the Mac app. Because on the on the Mac app, I had trouble for a long time accessing, first of all, the interface for accessing like photos and stuff from your photo library is kind of annoying on the Mac. I think it actually works better on iOS. But then I was running into stuff I couldn't do on iOS that I wanted to do on the Mac. Uh, and it's like... <laughs> neither of them was very good and it wouldn't automatically sync your projects between them you had to like save it to your iMovie collection and then maybe you could open it on the mac i don't know it was kind of a mess like again i i wonder how popular those tools are and if anybody's really using them well i mean i i think that photo books themselves are very popular we've we've had some as advertisers on this show and the other show that molts and i do um i've used pretty much speedy arrow well, clearly not all the yes not all the companies in the space but there there are so many people that do this and frankly even like the ones that you can print up from like i don't know if it's literally walgreens but that style place work really nicely like at this point the your cameras if you take decent photos right your camera is so good at taking photos that you don't have any quality issues which i think you used to have with some of the apple books back in the day because you just didn't know what you were doing no, you had crap you had crappy photos and the, and the right. books were too nice for your photos <laughs> right. You, you, well, you, you, the photos could be fuzzy because your camera wasn't as good as it needed to be. Like when you were taking with the quick take, those photos really did not. <laughs> well, and some of the, this well. is going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm interested to see how this turns out because I'm using a variety of photos from many years. This is for my mom's birthday. And so it's like I've got stuff that was like scanned in that's like really old photos. And then I've got stuff that was taken, you know, in the last in the early 2000s with a shitty digital camera that I had then. And I have stuff that's taken more recently with my iPhone. So it's going to be kind of a range of things. And the scan stuff should be pretty good because you can scan in at a higher resolution. But the stuff that's from that middle period when it's like, we've got digital cameras, but they kind of suck, I think is going to end up looking the worst. Yes. (laughs) Which is a little sad. But I mean, 
you know, it's definitely, you can definitely get cheaper books. For me, I just didn't want to go through the hassle of like uploading all my photos to a service. But in retrospect, it might have been better. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like a weird thing for Apple to still be doing in a lot of ways. Really? I, I, don't, well, I feel like if Apple wants to have all of my digital library and like have all my photos, then it should make it easy it to get it out me. there, too. Yeah. I guess. Because it's not like I you're just, escaping I, I, the I, Apple platform. I, well, maybe it's because I've never used it, and I don't. <laughs> it's not a thing that I buy, so it's like I actually I would buy photos of the Moltz family. You know, it seems it seems like it seems to me it seems like something from a bygone era. <laughs> well, people still but, make. I mean, clearly people make yeah. them. All these services exist. So yeah, I, yeah. I agree with Lex. I think Apple should be you know soup to nuts on this. Like if you're gonna have all your photos in one place. It's a lot nicer to like export them directly from your photo library rather than having to go to an intermediary. And for Apple's well, point of view, of, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things they aren't soup to nuts on though. So I mean, then you know, and the other thing is like I feel like there are so many things that I would rather they spend their time on. That it's not a zero sum game though. <laughs> it, sometimes it seems like it is. I don't think it should be, but it does seem like it is. Apple's really busy updating iCloud storage. Yeah. Isn't it in Apple's interest of of selling you, you know, books that you spend, like, you're going to generate revenue for rather than having you go to a third party? Like, it's money. I suppose. They're making money off it. Sure, but but how much? I mean, the books are not cheap, man. So, like, you know, spend 30 or 40 bucks on a book. I imagine a decent amount of that is is profit. How many people do it, though? I don't know. know. Nobody knows, Dan. Nobody (laughs) knows. Not even Apple. money we making off this uh, we got a pile of books in the back room we just sent a random one every time someone orders one <laughs> no one's ever said anything <laughs> they spend so much time struggling with the tool they're just glad to get the book um they have i mean like they they offer that they offer books they offer calendars i think you can just do prints through them too i don't know if apple prints it directly or they farm it out to somebody else but i don't know people clearly do print out photos you know, fi- file maker is still around too did you know that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I like having all the photos on my phone, but, like, it's fun to print stuff out. I don't know. It's nice to have some stuff to look at that's not on your phone. Trust me, John. You'll like it. Try it. You'll Mm. like it. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then. Well, good chat. Well, if we put that topic to bed, speaking Uh of beds. Oh, my God. I used to not be able to read these, but now I can because I sleep on a Casper mattress now. Casper is a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. They've got three mattress models to choose from, the original Casper, the Wave, and the Essential. And Casper mattresses are perfectly designed to soothe and cradle your natural geometry. And I've seen your geometry, people. You need this. Not to mention the breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. It's delivered right to your door in a small how-do-they-do-that-sized box with free shipping and free returns in the U.S. and Canada. But the best part is that you can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-a-trial. Listen, you spend one-third of your life sleeping, so you should be comfortable. I have indeed received a Casper mattress. I sleep on it. When you unbox, it comes in the box that's, you know, like, a, it looks like you could have, a, you know, a small boy in it or a small refrigerator. Uh, you take it out. What? In a small amount of time. It, uh, it's, you know, it, it puffs up to regular mattress size. And uh, I've been sleeping on it for, for a while now, and I genuinely love it. I look forward to getting to my bed because it's just, it feels good. It's nice. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash rebound and using rebound to check out. That's casper.com slash rebound. The offer code rebound gets you $50 off your mattress purchase. Terms and conditions apply. That's almost sounded like a job listening to the end. Terms and conditions apply within. <laughs>
don't, don't apply to that. Sometimes the jokes are just for me. I have a lot mm, of cold medicine yeah. in me right now. <laughs> Do you guys want you want a blue? Anybody want a blue iPhone? Yeah, maybe. I think your iPhone blue. <laughs> maybe. Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet. I, yeah, fair. exactly. Well, but I, I'm not opposed, and I, I know that I'm not opposed because I wrote a whole column about this. So I know I'm not opposed to the idea of Apple integrating a little more color into its product lineup. Color me intrigued. I think <sighs> it like the 5C. Did you need to use a case with? Uh, my wife had one. I can't remember. You didn't, or, need, you didn't the, need to. I mean, it was okay. D- did you need it no. less than you needed a case for other glassier iPhones? Uh, I have no idea. I don't. I yeah, never I had one. I can't really remember. I seem. I, I they sold those ones that re- had. I vaguely like, remember someone saying, "No, this thing breaks really easily." <laughs> they 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 sold cases that had like the grill on it, so you could oh, see God. the color through it. I did not like that. John is very opinionated. I did not like that. I liked the I liked the phone. I, it's a it felt very nice, and the colors were cool. Uh, but I did not like that that cutout look. Yeah, I um I think that color cased iPhones are cool if you don't also need a case. Like I don't know why people care so much about whether their phone is mm-hmm. gold or black right. or whatever if else. Thing, because so many people put them in cases. And I, I understand that Apple loves the precious materials that it loves. And I don't mean that as a slam. I understand that they like that aesthetic. But when you see the vast percentage of customers that are putting their phones in cases, if I'm Apple, I want to make a phone that looks great and genuinely does not need a case. And I will t- I don't know if you guys have seen this, but when I look at folks like on the bus um i know you guys don't take buses you have a better life than i do but when i'm on the bus and i see people on their phones it feels to me like a solid third of all iphones in existence have cracked screens yeah people are just using them anyway smartphones in general actually but yeah also true but like that's what i want apple to focus on i don't need a better camera next time i know that this is not what they're doing but like i want apple to make fucking fantastic phones that don't need cases and that's that's more important than the color to me is that some of it, I wonder, like, how much of it's just becomes, it's become ingrained in us. Like, even if Apple told me, like, you don't need a case for this phone, I don't know if I would be willing to take the gamble. <laughs> I mean, if they did a demo where they were, like, hitting the phone with hammers and stuff. All right, that, would, that would probably be more convincing, sure. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, I love my iPhone ten, but I've had it in a case since pretty much day one. <laughs> I've had mine in a case since day one, and I had to get the screen replaced once. <laughs> mm. It's interesting though. I take out, I take it out of the case every once in a while. I've just got like one of those thin silicone cases, and you take it out, and you're yeah. like, "Wow, this is a really pretty phone." <laughs> oh well, <laughs> why am I covering this thing up? Yeah, you I know. enjoy it for thirty seconds, and I put it back in the case. <laughs> yeah, is, is your case stand one of the Amazon Basics cases? No, I think it's um, I think it's an is it Anchor? It might be an Anchor case. Got it. You need Anchor management. No, nope, <sighs> I don't. Uh, I had the Apple leather one of my my SE. Um, the only reason i have a case the only reason i have a case for it is because i need this metal plate on the back so i can stick it on the car magnet it up yep that's the only reason i have a case otherwise i would not use a case that'll be interesting uh if you get a, a new se that happens to have wireless charging on it because you're not gonna be able to do that i know yeah well i'll deal with that when it comes it is if very multish though to have um to get the apple case like that that feels on brand for you <laughs> i think i got it on sale if I remember correctly, but um, so I didn't pay full price. Also, my phone very cheap, so I could get <laughs> I could have four Apple leather cases. <laughs> I know, but how would you fit your phone in all of them? <laughs> Don't de- let me deal with that. Okay. All right, man, that's on you. Do they make iPhone case cases? Because I would like that a case mm. for my iPhone case. Yeah, 
Seems like a new product line. All right. Someone, someone rein in Lex. He's got too much cold medicine in him. <laughs> Do they make the socks for the iPhone or no? <laughs> no, nah, just stick so it in anymore. Stick it in your own sock <laughs> or put a sock in it. Mm. <laughs> Those are your options. Ideally, Mag Weldon. <laughs> <laughs> no, or Happy Socks. Did you guys see the thing about the iOS 11.4.1 update and the new security mode? We've talked a little bit about the security thing in the past with the uh, USB features that it disables. Yeah, uh, I saw after that. An hour. I, haven't, I haven't updated it yet. I did I yesterday. A, I didn't even get a notification about that. I also did not get a notification. I find the software update notifications to be slow sometimes. Like, I don't get them until... I, I usually update yeah. before I get a notification that there's new software available. I, we've talked about this, you know, the actual security fix where, you know, some intrepid folks have figured out that they could effectively bypass the iOS keypad trying different uh, key combination lockout via USB. And that's what Apple's blocked in the security update. Yeah. So now it's and I don't an, think an, any of us have any trouble with that. I think we're all good with that. On yeah. The, oh, the interesting part that's uh, that's sort of making the rounds today is so basically there's now a one hour clock, right? Like if your phone hasn't been unlocked in an hour or it's been disconnected from a trusted USB uh, device like a computer in an hour uh that's the point at which it locks however the researchers did find out security researchers found out that if you plug in certain usb accessories like the usb to um like the camera connecting thing um it resets the clock uh so at that point you have an hour from like whenever you connected it which could provide a loophole but i don't think it's anything to necessarily get freaked out about because the chances of people it's not like we're going to start deploying law enforcement officials with like camera dongles to immediately plug into someone's phone and once once the clock runs out you can't like it has no effect at that point right like once the mode kicks in there's nothing you can do to undo it it's only if you get to it within that window and have the forethought to connect it to a device uh i assume like even the security researcher said this seems just like a an oversight from apple uh i'd assume it would probably get fixed at some point but i think the chances of getting exploited are pretty low yeah well i feel safer already <laughs> i felt safe and then i felt unsafe and now i feel safer <laughs> i really took you on a roller coaster there i know really <laughs> oh god did you read the thing about, oh did you see the thing about the the smart tvs and <laughs> i you know what i did and my, it's like i've been trying not to think about it <laughs> so mine is on wi-fi i think for two reasons well one major reason i think that's how it yeah, I think it actually gets software updates that way. Well, yeah. But the problem is, I went looking when I saw this report and being like, oh, I wonder if I can just disconnect it from the Wi-Fi. Could not figure out how to do it. I still don't mm. know. I have no idea. The well, only I suggestion I... Reset, there's probably a, like, a, some way to reset the whole TV, oh, right? seems like a pain in the ass. Well, I think yeah. it, it also said that if <laughs> that's I... Why that's they, why, why they, that's do, why they do it. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> which, which kind did you get? I have a Vizio. I don't okay. know if they were on the list or not of the... Yeah, I, oh, I didn't... Uh, I mean, I, that's why I... I, I saw was to- a... Sony was on it, TCL... TCL, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have two of them now. You've been, sp- you've been spied on twice as much, John! Yeah, I know. The thing is, I find that the um, the thing that I hate is that um, Plex works so much better on, on the TCL on the, and then on... Um, for me, anyway. And I think it's got something to do with how the, the videos I have on Plex are encoded. Better on the TCL than on your Apple than TV? Than on the Apple TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's, got, it's got to do two, it's two things. It's, I, not, I don't have them coded 
properly, at least not all of them properly for the to dis, <laughs> for display on the Apple TV. Ah. And the you know, and I'm also like hosting them on a 2007 iMac. Ah, that's so your issue. When it's you know when it, it's trying to do like the on the fly transcoding. <laughs> transcoding it's like oh, oh my god what <laughs> so uh so i think good, maybe the I good news is problem. vizio is not on the list because this this company that has licensed with all these tv makers competes against the data arm of vizio <laughs> <laughs> uh and vizio was already basically settled a ftc and state of new jersey complaint that it was doing this <laughs> uh-huh. so good news and bad news i guess yeah the other thing is that uh, I don't. Well, I don't have an Apple. I don't have a 4K Apple TV. Maybe that's how I solve my problem. Because um, right now, I, so I have a 4K vi- uh, TCL, mm. and the only if I want to watch anything in 4K, I have to watch it through the the, um, the TV apps, the TV itself. So yeah, but I think I'm. I am probably going to take some time and try and correct this problem if I can. All right, when you're done with that, come over and fix mine, would you? Okay, sure. <laughs> but but i mean if it's resetting it is is probably not that much of a pain in the ass right because you you don't have to you're not going to put any more passwords back in <laughs> i gotta re- reset it. i gotta rename all my inputs again <laughs> you gotta rename your inputs that's true but I, I find that to be the easiest part i guess that's probably true i don't remember than, i have like picture setups and stuff like that because they kept you know like i have it all set up the way i like it i don't know whatever spy on me i don't care you can so you can know what i'm watching on tv <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's, it's, you know what, and you said this for years, and it's probably not much of a surprise what I'm watching on TV. Yeah, like, I mean, of all the I things... I talk that, about what I'm watching on TV online on the internet, all the yeah. time. Of all the data you could take away from me, this is probably the <laughs> oh my lowest. God. Oh my god, he's watching Arrow. <laughs> the guy the guy who does a podcast about Arrow is actually watching Arrow. He stopped watching Arrow now. What's wrong, John? Are you still there? Are you still alive? <laughs> no i die in the summer and then, I, <laughs> and then i get in the lazarus pit and come back in the fall that makes a lot of sense i will give a positive call out since i took aim with the uh photos and iMovie earlier i've been prepping for a talk i'm giving uh which i probably will have given by the time this this podcast episode comes out um and i've been using keynote and the keynote is a tool that i only use like once in a blue moon like every few years because i don't give that many talks but every time i use it i remember how great a piece of software it is <laughs> like even after they did the overhauls, the most recent version, Keynote feels like it gets a lot of love because it feels like it's something that Apple does use a lot. And the stuff that it can do mm-hmm. is incredibly powerful. Like, it's just a really nice, put to- nicely put together tool. Uh, even on the iPad, I designed most of this presentation I was giving on the iPad. Uh, and there are a few things that you can't quite do on the iPad. And the, the, my one biggest complaint is the iPad version of the presenter view sucks. Uh, because you can't customize it as much as you can on the Mac, but I usually give presentations on my Mac, so it's not that big a deal. But it's just, it's a really, it's a really nice piece of software to use. It really scratches an itch for me. I just like how, you know, how precise you can line everything up and the transitions look really great. And the, I, I don't even use like any of the themes. Like literally, I'm usually doing like white text on black with some photos. Uh, but it really, uh, it's a really great piece of software. Yeah. I mean, it, it, whenever I hear anybody complaining about it, I can always tell that it's somebody who's complaining about like one thing that's confusing and they're complaining from uh, the position of uh, they are someone who uses it like all the time. Yeah. And it depends what you're using it for, too. Like my girlfriend gives a lot of presentations um, for her work, 
but they're very different types of presentations because they're very they're business oriented presentations that are really like about providing some and all the information on the slides so that people can also get like printouts of the slides or get like copies of the slides and, and refer back to them right like it's not mm-hmm. like a talk at like a conference where you're talking more you know in broader yeah terms. yeah yeah they're, they're right 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 and right. for that i guess you know I, I can see the argument that powerpoint is a far more valuable tool in that environment uh but yeah i i i, I hate powerpoint <laughs> yeah <laughs> I will say I do a decent amount of keynote based presentations. Um and I love keynote. It's a fun app to work in. It it works exactly the way I want it to. I yeah. do not like word processing in keynote, but like if I need to make a one sheet, is that a regular term? Yeah. If I need to make like, you know, a uh any kind of single sheet PDF type document that I would share, a one sheet for those in the media biz, I always turn to keynote versus like pages or anything else because it's just so good. I've done a um, book outlining in keynote for it just it works really for yeah i've i've um i like the diagramming tools in there like some of them are you just, in pages stay, too, you just but stay in the outline view or something it's is not it? even that it's just like the way that i think about stuff in a book like i have like a, a template that i've created for myself where the first slide has like a, a diagram like a plot diagram that i use which is based on mm-hmm. dan Harmon's uh 60 60 second film school or something i can't remember what the name of it is but then each slide beyond that is like one stage and I write like notes in the body. Um, and I just, it, it, it's a nice way to look at it because you can look at like all the, it's like similar. Scrivener has like an index card view. And I think of it kind of a little yes. bit like that, but with more robust diagramming tools for like, you know, graphics and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's a nice app for doing that. I know that's totally unconventional, but it works well for it in, in terms of the way my brain works. Uh, and I don't really, I haven't really played around too much with things like Omni Outliner. I know people who love them, but it's not. Yeah, I always found that a little overkill for the stuff that I was doing because I'm not a heavy outliner or diagrammer. I do, yeah, I really like Omni Outliner. If I was, I mean, anything that I outline, I do it. I do in that. But I just hate outlines. So <laughs> I do. I hate them with a passion. Uh, Chalk outlines around bodies. I mean, they're not good. I mean, who likes those? Yeah. You ever had a chalk outline drawn around you, John? You're not going to enjoy it. Let me tell you. <laughs> Usually, I only have that happen once. Uh, you're really suffering from chalk and awe there. I was, Lex seemed like he Thank just you. took a step back, so I felt like I needed to help <laughs> you had, him out you had, there. You had to fill fill the gap. There was, you know, I appreciate that. N- this podcast abhors a vacuum. <laughs> Speaking of which, this week's sponsor, Dyson Vacuum. Nope. <laughs> uh, you guys, anybody in the market for a three hundred ninety nine dollar Surface? No. All right. Know. Well, it's, no. it's been real. Not really. I thought I mean, we have two. We have two PCs in the house now. I. Why I need am one? not. I I'm not opposed to owning a Surface. It's the it's the apps. I think the hardware itself is cool. I think the OS is cool. But like I like the apps. I like. Yeah, that's kind of where I was thinking. It's like at three ninety nine. I was like, I do oh, not that's... like the OS. <laughs> at three ninety nine, having someone who has to use it, uh, you know, every once in a while, I do not like the OS. Anytime I like search for something, it's just it's a freaking nightmare. Anyway, I I almost thought it would be fun to play around with for the for the price point that's at, but it's still more expensive than the intro iPad. And I don't need a Windows machine, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. it is. I, it is a nice piece of hardware. Like I think it, it looks good. I think they're. I don't know. You know, I haven't tried their keyboard as much as I've tried, say, the smart keyboard on the iPad. But it certainly looks like a nice keyboard. Uh, it actually, you know, the the slightly pricier one you can buy has, I think, a little more like actual keyboard feel to it. Uh, so that's kind of intriguing. But yeah, 
don't yeah. think I'll buy one. Every once in a while, Meh has will have a like a cheap laptop, a cheap Windows laptop for like 150 bucks or something, 130 bucks, which I just find unbelievable. But <laughs> but there they are. Yeah, and they it's get no the job they, done. I guess it's no wonder they sell more of them. Yeah, I mean, I feel like in some ways, like Windows laptops, especially at that level, are a little bit like Android phones where they sell more because they're cheaper, but you never see anybody using them <laughs> because they're not pleasant to use. Like you go out and see people working. The people who are like motivated to work on laptops are typically, in my experience, not just at work where you can pick if you want a Mac or a PC laptop and 90% of people pick a Mac. But like when you just see people out, they're using Macs. You know what I mean? So like I agree that Mostly, obviously, yeah, clearly yeah, the well. numbers show that PCs are selling better, but in terms of what's, I, I want to see like active use time uh, by OS, like average use per yeah. device. Yeah, I don't know. I do see. That's what I want. I see some. I definitely see PC laptops out and about when I'm in coffee shops. They, I would agree. I tend to see more Macs. Um, don't see very many surfaces, but in I've seen a few in that particular environment. Sure, yeah. right. And I mean, you know, these are people who are going to those, a those shop people tend day. to be people who are students or uh, you know people who work on self-employed their own. people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't in an office environment. I mean, my girlfriend uses a PC like a Lenovo for that that work gave her. And I think probably their shop is, I would guess their shop is mostly PC, if not entirely yeah, PC. I'm sure it is. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Sure it's, it's interesting to, to, like, I still am intrigued by the deployment of things like, you know, for example, all the, all the coffee shops I go to now, almost all of them use iPads as their registers. Or there are a couple that use Android tablets, but they all pretty much use tablets now because they use the POS systems that are mm-hmm. based on that. Um which is cool. I mean, it's certainly a lot nicer than like, you know, an old cash register, for example. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's interesting to me how much, how just broadly accepted that's become and, and ubiquitous. Yeah. I see a lot of people on iPads, too. I see a decent number. Oh, really? I don't see as many people on iPads as I used to, I feel like. Really? Okay. I, I don't see as many people with like keyboards hooked up to their iPads, yeah. like working away. But, yeah. but like, I see a lot of people just having ipads like there and then maybe they're just using them to like surf the web or or read something or yeah. whatever but yeah you can't work on an ipad dan <laughs> believe me i've tried <laughs> <laughs> not possible What did you guys think of Mike Hurley's wedding, by the way? It looked nice. <laughs> it looked lovely. <laughs> he, uh, he pulled it off. Good for him. Both of them. What, the wedding ring? That's terrible. Congratulations. 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 Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how they say it in Britain. That's Latin. <laughs> it's Latin, you uneducated slob. Congratulations, I say to you. Uh, I mean, the it Romans was, of old. It was uh, quite the long con. Very extensive. <laughs> <laughs> convince all those podcasters to show up and then off them mm. now mike has sole control of podcasting <laughs> alas poor jason <laughs> it's nice knowing him. <laughs> yeah did a lot of good things in life it was a shame he had uh-huh. to go out that way <laughs> never trust an evil british mastermind is all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> lex and i have watched a lot of james bond movies mm. are those british masterminds though i mean some of them are isn't blowfield like austrian or something uh in fact there's a whole uh bond movie that talks about 
how he wants to be uh, confirmed as nobility from, I don't even remember where, because that movie was so boring, Lex fell asleep. But <laughs> there's a whole subplot about like his his uh, fell, lineage. Wait, he fell asleep during the recording oh, of your yeah. podcast. We had to pause the podcast recording once I woke up and was able to tell Dan and then go back a couple days later to finish the movie. In fact, in a different it's location. Not playing with Lex and Dan. That was the movie that uh, Lex and I finished watching in my apartment. Uh, that's right which i you know what i listened back to the recording i don't think anybody could tell it really sounds pretty seamless there's definitely a comment and i can't tell exactly what it is but like i woke up saying something and that's, i still that's have not been able to identify great. what it was because it sounded intelligible enough that it's like that sounds about the caliber of everything else that lexus said during this podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> I do podcasting with Dan to feel good about myself. <laughs> I'm just saying, all we our, our comments during the movie are not necessarily the most incisive all the time. So you know, no more, no more bunnies. No, there were bunnies in the scene. I don't know what to tell you. It seemed plausible. 